is the Business of Reselling podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Oman. Hey everybody, it's episode eight, an even numbered episode, which means this week is just the tip, a sub 10 minute episode designed to give you some quick actionable ideas that you can apply to your business right away that could help you get closer to six figure sales and beyond. Uh, This week, I'm going to be continuing my sort of informal series on sourcing, sourcing strategies for six figure sales. Um, I've been getting lots of questions about sourcing and I want to dive into a whole bunch of different aspects of sourcing inventory for your reselling business um, to really give you some new strategies, new approaches and new perspectives on um, this really key component of any reselling business. Um, So One of the things I've been talking about more and more is that people should buy in bulk. So buying larger quantities of the types of items that you're already familiar with. So if you're really good at, um, you know, die cast cars, buying in bigger quantities, don't just buy 10 or 20, buy like several hundred, or if you have the capital and the space, several thousand. So, but it can be a little bit intimidating when you're building up to that and you find people who are willing to sell larger collections of items, um, but you're wondering, how do I deal with uh, the negotiation of the price? How do I come up with a deal and strike a deal with this person who may be reluctant to let go of their items or may have, you know, specific reasons to sell, um, even if they don't want to sell? Like, how how do I sort of navigate that situation and that psychology? So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Before I get started, though, another plug for the Boss Reseller Remix happening in Las Vegas in October, October 10th to 14th. You can get your tickets at resellerremix.com. And if you can't participate in person, you can also participate virtually. You get get to see myself speaking um, and a number of other fantastic speakers are going to be presenting at this event as well. So I recommend that you participate from wherever you are located. Okay, so I want to share a little bit of psychology around negotiation. This is a huge topic, and I honestly thought about maybe doing a huge, uh, sorry, a full episode for negotiation, but we can always loop back to it if you have more questions. Um, One of the things that we want to think about when we're looking at any type of business negotiation is how emotions are playing a role, both yours and the emotions of the person that you are dealing with. So in a situation where somebody is selling a collection of items to you or they're interested in selling them to you, You want to consider what kinds of emotions the seller may be going through or feeling as they're working through this process. So find out why they're selling the items. There's a lot of different reasons why people get rid of collections and they can range greatly from, look, I just I had these things, I inherited them and I really don't care where there's a lot less emotion involved to like a closely curated collection that somebody has spent years putting together um, and is really reluctant to let go of even though they have to. So were these things uh, items that belong to a loved one who has passed? Is it a lifelong collection that they've poured themselves into and they now need to downsize? So think about the emotions that might be at play here and the connection that the seller may have to the items that they're selling. Just because they say they're ready to sell doesn't really necessarily mean that they're ready to let go. So you have to be thinking about how to make them feel good about letting go of these items. Um, These emotions can cause a seller to feel anxiety for any number of reasons. And research shows that anxious negotiators generally get worse outcomes. So if you're walking into a negotiation situation and you know that the seller is feeling some kind of anxiety, 
you want to try and deal with that the best that you can because otherwise if the seller doesn't feel like they got a good deal um, or a fair price for their items they might feel like you ripped them off later on and one of the important things about scaling up these businesses is getting referrals so if you buy a lot of good stuff from somebody you want them to refer you to a friend or family member later on who's maybe getting rid of something so it's a relationship that you want to ideally preserve um, and so you want to help them deal with their anxiety um, of course we can't be counselors in this situation we are business people but it is worth it to acknowledge what the seller might be going through um, so I have a Harvard business article that I'm going to link to in the show notes that talks a lot about this it also deals with um, situations where anger can crop up in negotiations and I'm not going to talk about that today because I don't think that it plays a huge role in what we do as far as um, purchasing collections for resale but it can come into play and it's worthwhile to read up on this. Um, so just to sort of conclude that section of it, we wanna be acknowledging the seller's emotions and manage those emotions by reducing their anxiety. So if they seem angry or nervous or sad as you're talking to them about the items that they're wanting to sell, ask them what that's about and try to address it. So having compassion and empathy in these situations can be important, especially if you know that these items belong to somebody that they really cared about, um, if they seem sad about letting them go, or if they seem to have an emotional connection to these physical things, um, acknowledging that is uh, really helpful. One of the things that I like to talk about when I can feel these emotions from sellers is um, how much the buyers of these items are going to love and appreciate them. So I'm saying like, I'm the conduit for these things, these items that you can't give proper care and attention to anymore. I'm going to be able to find the buyers who can give that care and attention to them. Um, and they're going to love and appreciate those for a long time to come in a way that the seller no longer can. So this often helps the seller realize that they didn't waste their time building this collection, that now even though they're letting it go, it was still worth it what they did. Um, and that it's going to have a new life. So that really helps ease a lot of sort of the pain that people feel when they're separating themselves from their physical things. So one of the things I like to do with these bulk deals is one of the first things I do is try to figure out what part of the bundle or what part of the collection the seller values most. It's usually not the thing that's actually worth the most money, um, but they may have a, a strong personal connection to a particular item. They may feel like a certain item in the collection is more valuable just because they originally paid more for it than they did for other items. Um, so I try to sort of try to figure out what they value the most. It's very unlikely to be the thing that I value the most and sort of just go with them on it, like respectfully, you know, listen to how they talk about that thing, why they think it's valuable, you know, let them tell the story and then make them understand that you're acknowledging that same value and try to give it to them for at least that item knowing that your average cost of goods is going to uh, even out to a much lower amount dollar amount per item um, but just going with them on that item and making them feel like you understand why they feel it's valuable is important to making a deal at the same time, I'm trying to figure out what part of this bundle really is worth the most. So what am I actually going to get the money for? And I'm basing an offer or a series of counter offers on what I know I can get for the best five to 10 items in the collection. So I'm not necessarily trying to value every item in the collection. I know that this can be overwhelming if you're just getting into bulk deals. You're thinking, how do I know what all of this stuff is worth? 
you don't have to worry about what all of the stuff is worth. Just worry about what, you know, 10 or 15 items are, maybe a dozen items out of this collection. What are those worth? Um, basing your offer on that and coming up with an appropriate margin on that means that you're basically getting all of the rest of the items in the collection for a steal of a price. And hopefully you'll find some bigger treasures in that collection later on. Um, so that's what I'm sort of looking for is like, what are the best things in this collection? I'm going to make my offer based on that. Everything else is a bonus. Now, it's totally okay to explain the margin that you need to make or the work required to extract value from the collection as long as you're doing that respectfully. So we've worked with sellers of collections who are like, well, you know, um, I know this is worth $100 on eBay, so I'll sell it to you for 70 And we're like, okay, we have to explain why that's not nearly enough of a margin for us to be able to pay $70 for a $100 item. And we have time and work involved and labor in processing that. And also we won't necessarily get the, the price that we're originally looking for. We may have to discount it. We have shipping and handling to think about and all that stuff. So I like to respectfully talk to sellers about that um, to show them that like it is actually a lot of work to sell items and remind them that that's the reason why they're probably not trying to sell each item individually themselves. Um, I also focus on what they regain by selling their items to us. Now, most often that's space. So a lot of times people are downsizing a collection because it's taking up their whole garage or their whole basement or whatever, or they are trying to sell a house, but it's full of stuff and they just have to get it empty. So space is the thing that people are usually trying to get back space that they need for other things. Maybe they want to build a sewing room or they've always wanted a workshop um, or they just need a space emptied. So like, like maybe a, a relative can live there or something like that. Um, reminding them of the positive things that they're going to gain by selling this collection is helping them um, have an easier time of letting go of it. So that's one of the things that I like to remind them of. Like, there's a reason that you reached out to us. You know, we understand and respect these things, but look at what you're going to get back as a result of moving away from these items. So those are some of the tactics that we use, but it's really a lot about, be, about listening and being empathetic to their concerns. So really addressing what it is that is keeping them from selling this collection, why they aren't selling each item individually on their own um, because inside I think they know it's a lot of work but they haven't necessarily thought through that entire process so explaining that to them can really help. Um, things not to say during these types of negotiations are things that might be anger inducing or make the seller feel uh, resistant to you. So these would be phrases like oh I don't really need it. I mean any of us who've had a garage sale knows that there's always that person who comes to the garage sale and you ask $10 for something and they only say, I'm only willing to pay three because I don't really need it. And you're like, okay, put it down there and leave. Um, this, this is not something that you ever want to say to somebody selling a collection um, because it makes them feel like you don't really value the thing that they're selling. And by extension, it means you don't value them. Similarly saying, oh, there's a lot of junk here or like, I'm going to have to throw away half this stuff. Again, it's not giving respect to the time and effort that they've put into building that collection or to um, the relative or loved one who may have built it. Uh, so you don't wanna tell them that, oh, three quarters of this stuff is worthless or I'm gonna have to donate it or whatever. You know, but you, you, can, um, you can explain your valuation process in a respectful way. So while you don't wanna be saying, oh, this stuff isn't worth nearly what you think it is, um, if you're gonna say something like that, prove it. 
explain your valuation process in a way that makes sense for them. Like if they think something's worth $500, it's okay to show them like, hey, um, you know, you've made a little bit of an error doing your research. Let me show you our process for researching the values, which is usually using eBay solds is where we start with most items. We also use worth point a lot. Um, and we say, you know, this is what this item has actually sold for over the past 90 days or a couple of years or whatever it is and say, you know, you might be right that at one time the market was willing to pay what, you know, what you're asking, but now it's not. And these are the reasons why. So giving them that concrete proof, but doing so in a respectful way can really help with the negotiation. So that's what I have for you today. The call to action is maybe one that you can't uh, apply immediately, but think about uh, just something to think about the next time you're trying to make a purchase, especially if it's a big one. But even if you're just at a yard sale, test out this strategy of managing emotions the next time you're trying to buy something for resale. So did acknowledging the other party's emotions help you get a better deal? I want to know. Leave your comments in uh, the YouTube channel. Email me if you'd prefer to keep it private. Hello at storagewarrior.ca and we will be pretty easy to find. Uh, so that's it for this week's Just the Tip. Let me know what you think. I'm really interested to uh, hear if you're liking this content and what else you want to know about sourcing specifically as I'm going to be continuing this series on sourcing for the next several weeks. All right, that's it for this week. We will see you next Tuesday.